This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, September 10th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. Teachers in Chicago are now on strike, but it's not immediately clear exactly why. The negotiations over that issue are taking place behind closed doors, despite the fact that they implicate the interests of taxpayers and their children. Neil McCluskey, associate director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom, offers his thoughts. It's not, of course, out of the ordinary, unheard of to have teachers and their unions threatening to strike, to say that, look, all we're asking for is a fair wage, fair conditions, and if we don't get them, we're going to stop working. Now, in many places, that's not legal. Chicago and Illinois are one of Illinois, one of the few, about 13 states that allow public unions to strike. Uh, but you see it threatened in other places. It's happened where it's illegal and nobody's really done anything about it. Uh, but of course, ultimately, this is about teachers who are normal human beings, and their unions are run by normal human beings, trying to get as much for themselves as they can. And naturally, what that seems to be is they want to get as much pay as they possibly can and not be held accountable for their performance. Very normal things. But to get to that, you really got to work through a whole lot of bluster and PR work to really begin to guess what's at the heart of this strike. Now, there can be some legitimate complaints about whether or not teachers should be held accountable directly one-to-one for uh, student test scores. There are a lot of legitimate complaints that can fly around about that. Yeah, teachers are right, and it sounds like this is one of the union complaints, saying, well, we don't want an evaluation system that very strictly pegs how a teacher is paid or whether or not they maintain a job specifically and only to the scores of their kids on standardized tests because it's true that some kids come from backgrounds where they're not going to do as well, certainly not as well if you just take a test score rather than their growth. But the unions tend to go way too far in this and that they'll often say, well, we don't really want it to be at all a part of our evaluation how our students do. That doesn't really make sense either because clearly the end goal is for students to learn. And it seems that part of your evaluation as an educator should be how well the kids are educated. So yes, these are real issues, but it seems the union consistently takes the very unrealistic hard line of we really don't want any sort of connection uh, between how kids do and whether or not we get raises or keep a job. Why don't we know very much about what the specific terms of this uh, argument uh, are over? Yeah, one of the real problems with this is that these negotiations all take place behind closed doors. Uh, What they'll say is, well, you know, we don't want public pressure to to be influencing this. There could be some perhaps instances of specific teachers and, and, and administrators being discussed, and that's not supposed to be public knowledge. But the reality is we have to keep close tabs on, remember who the teachers and the administrators, these people negotiating, are working for, and that's taxpayers. It's the public. And it should be very galling to people on no matter what side they fall on this to not really know what's being discussed. And so from the union, you'll hear that this isn't really about money, that this is about what's best for the kids. Recently, it seems they've brought up the 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 issue or supposedly the issue that what they really want is to make sure that all classrooms are air conditioned in the next few years and lots of things that that seem like 
it really isn't about the teachers at all, although, of course, salary and benefits and evaluation is in this. But they'll tell you, no, it's all about what's best for the kids. Meanwhile, the administration will tell you this is completely about the teachers and about the unions and the unions trying to exercise power and to stop any kind of reform and to stop any sort of uh, reasonable accountability for how teachers do. And as a member of the public, all you can do is hope that those shadows you're seeing on the walls are giving you reality because you're not allowed to have access to the negotiations that are ultimately about your money and your children. Uh, one of the things you, you'd ask yourself is, well, why do we have this big strike? I mean, Every student in a Chicago public school now has basically nothing to do until this is resolved. Why don't you see this sort of problem in private education? How come you don't see it anymore in uh, automotive, uh, the automotive industry? How come you don't see, you know, wildcat strikes and nearly as many private sector things as you used to? The reality is that in the private sector, if a company can't compete, it goes out of business. And that means all those people in the union who are employed by it they're out of a job too, no matter how much they strike. So the reality is that unions simply were not viable and are not viable for the most part in the private sector because the people who employ them have to compete for business and have to provide customers with the best possible value. In education, really more than almost any other area, this is completely dominated by government. And if it doesn't perform well, it doesn't matter. The people who are paying the taxes have to pay the taxes. They have no choice. And there isn't even portability for the most part where a student could take that money you know, through a voucher or tax credit out of schools they don't like into other schools, private schools, charter schools, something like that. And so the unions have a huge amount of power here that they don't have in the private sector because they have captive customers. And they say, look, we're just going to leave until you give us exactly what you want, and you have no option to go somewhere else. And that's really what's most important here. It's not that teachers' unions are evil. It's not that administrators are evil. These are all people with normal incentives, and their incentives are the same as we all have. We want to get paid, ideally, as much as we can, and ideally not have somebody tell us whether or not we're doing a good job and then fire us if we're performing poorly. The problem is the incentive structure in politics works completely for these concentrated interests like teachers union to exercise political power. And if you don't like it, you can't go anywhere. All you can do is pay your taxes. And so this is ultimately a government monopoly problem. Not as many people will tend to frame it as being, well, teachers unions are bad. They aren't. It's the system that's bad. Neil McCluskey is Associate Director of the Cato Institute Center for Educational Freedom. You can find more of his work at Cato.org.